Welcome to the Difference Makers podcast presented by Waterproof. I'm your host, Justin Tamani. In this podcast, you'll hear from some of the top coaches, brand managers, and athletes on earth. From starting out to where they are now, we'll explore the journey of how they became a difference maker. Hey guys, Justin here from the Difference Makers podcast. Today we have on our show, Roger Gilrose. Roger is the director of the Norwegian CrossFit Championships and the European Masters Championships. In this episode, we dive into his relationship with CrossFit and the unique landscape of his events. Before we keep going, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform to hear more from the Difference Makers. Right on. So you guys running your event this weekend, the Norwegian CrossFit Throwdown or the Norwegian Throwdown? Yeah, that's correct. Perfect. So you guys have been running events for how long now? Uh, we've done events since uh, 2015. We did the okay. first uh, in in cross in box uh, CrossFit competition, and uh, we we really quick grown out of the box, so we start to do arena competitions. Yeah. And your biggest event so far was the sanctioned event last year. Yeah. With the Norwegian CrossFit Championships, the sanctioned event. Yeah. Right on. One of one of the few that actually went live. So we're really, really, really happy of doing that event here in the resort. Uh, so just before the world breakout, the the vid. The vid. <laughs> yeah, I do the. I did the. What, what's his name? Uh, the comedian, uh, short guy with the rock. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart called it the vid. It's like, sounds cooler, the vid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you find CrossFit? How did you find this sport of fitness? For me, I actually did obstacle course racing before, and I tried to get be good at it, but I had an accident back in the days, and that makes I'm pretty weak in my legs. Uh, so I said, I'm going to do CrossFit for one winter, so I can get stronger in my legs. And I did one workout with uh, Celia Emilia, a really, really good CrossFit athlete from Norway. And then I never did obstacles racing again. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, yeah. Uh, so since then, I've done CrossFit uh, minimum five, five times a week. So, and uh, I just fall in love. And, uh, and the truth is, I, I always like to compete. I, I competed in obstacle course race. I competed in football uh, and everything. And after my accident, I tried to find something new. I did a, uh, obstacle course racing. I did an Indian warrior. Uh, but it was difficult for me to be good in something where you have to be good at one thing. Yeah. And then I did CrossFit. Ah, well, in CrossFit, you doesn't have to be the best in something. You have to be pretty good in everything. So... It suits me really good. So, yeah. That generalization, the general physical preparedness of CrossFit. Yeah. You're just ready to go for everything. Yeah, and never do the same thing, do something new, and you never get bored because you always find something new to do in CrossFit. And CrossFit finds new things, new standards, new movements. So, it's really fun. Yeah. Definitely is. Mm -hmm. Now, you have a unique background behind us for, for the listeners. Roger's at his event on the event floor right now but tell us a little bit about the space that you're in because i've heard it's a pretty unique 
setup that you guys have there. From yeah. my understanding, you're under you're at a ski resort. Yeah, my CrossFit resort. CrossFit resort. Uh, that's what we call it this week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but normally it's a ski resort uh, during the winters and uh, a really nice, beautiful place in the summer for biking and uh, hiking. So this is a, on a mountain, 1,001 meters above the sea level. So it's just surrounded by hundreds of hundreds of mountains. And uh, wherever you can watch, see, is going to see uh, high mountains. So, um, and this is a big place. This is actually inside a hotel. So the hotel rooms is just above here so okay uh, so when you when you stay here as an athlete or as a spectator or staff you have like 30 seconds to that least floor so uh, that's really really cool place to be at yeah that's pretty incredible yeah i've heard i spoke with one of the athletes that was competing in 2020 and they had nothing but good things to say about the venue and the event itself the floor being so close to where they're staying and, and food and everything. It's just, they said it's a very unique experience for the, uh, for the athletes to participate in. Yeah. I believe, uh, I don't think, I don't, I, okay. I don't think the CrossFit actually doing the workouts on the floor is the unique part of this one. The unique part of this is that 95% of all the athletes, the spectators, the crew, the media, everybody stays in the same house. So you eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, drink coffee. You go to the, uh, the spa, the swimming area, go around on the mountain, taking a hike, taking a bike. And wherever you go, you meet CrossFitters, like people that have the same interests like you. So that thing is the unique part of this event that we try to keep everybody inside this house and just transform it to a crossfit resort for a couple of days so and that's what i think uh, people really really loved this all of them not only the athletes the spectators the crew everybody is the partners the sponsors imagine imagine yourself just looked at some crossfit on crossfit games seeing this like toby marquez seeing uh, craig ritchie all these people on the on the youtube or whatever and suddenly you can see them on the breakfast you see them on the sofas having an interview everybody's just cruising around and after one or two days everybody like were friends it's like 900 people were friends in a hotel everybody hello joe so it's yeah. really good atmosphere yeah well i think that is the in unique uniqueness uh, of different events when you have go to london you have a or somewhere other big city the, at, the arena is over there and everybody stays all over the place. Yep. And you like after the event, you know, you never see anyone. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Like it's such a unique experience. The athletes never get to really bond with each other, especially in at different levels of competition. People just, like you said, just disperse. Mm. So the athletes never get to to bond with each other outside of the competition floor. So it's a, it adds a unique element that uh, I think uh, it adds a very like clubhouse kind of vibe to it. Yeah, it's going to that community. It feels like a big crossfit box. We have a big ass competition floor, and they share all the meals together. It's a big happy family. And actually, really, after a couple of days, 
like in 2020 on a February event. It was really a big, big family just buzzing around and watching CrossFit, doing CrossFit, uh, and uh, talking CrossFit, living CrossFit, sweating, sleeping. It was like really, really, really cool thing to uh, be a part of. So, yeah. Awesome. Now, in that 2020 event, going back to that sanction event, you guys, I think, had one of the most unique events of the CrossFit sanction season last year. And that was the the run through the mountains. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that run. Because it wasn't just a run. It was a run in the snow. Yeah. It, it, when we announced where we're going to be, we had people signing up for the online qualifier from all over the world, like 40 or 50 different countries, Africa, Mexico, Argentina, Australia, wherever, all the place, all the places in the, in the world. And the, people like start to ask, is it a ski resort? Yeah. It's going to be snow. Yeah. Real snow. Yeah. Real snow outside. Yep. People went, when the, the, the qualifier was over and, People, I was like, you are qualified. I had a girl from Africa. she never seen snow before. And she was like, it's going to be snow, real, real snow. Yeah. Are you sure? I can guarantee you minimum three to five meters snow everywhere. <laughs> and she like, I never seen snow before. So just before the run, uh, she had a wish to do a, a snow angel uh, for the first time in her life. And she was a master athlete. So she was like 37, 38. So we did a snow angel together outside in the shorts in the snow. So, and <laughs> people are like, we're going to do an event outside. Yeah. We're going to have a run. We told everybody we're going to have a run. So they have yeah. to take clothes. They have to have good clothes and need to have uh, sh real shoes. So can we run in the nanos? No, you're going to get, we are on a ski resort. You're going to go up on a hill. So you need to have proper shoes. So it's going to be snow. <laughs> so people are <laughs> really uh, like, this is really going to be snow. And uh, we had a, this, the, the, the run started in the bottom of the ski slope. Yeah. And you run up the, uh, the ski slope. It's like 900 meters, three, 400 meters high, uh, height. And uh, the most, that was the start of the run. For yeah. all athletes, masters, team, any uh, elite individuals, and then they went out on the on the in the mountains and around and back all the way down. So I don't think it was so. It was like four or five k, but I think people were really really tired afterwards. Okay, yeah, I've going starting with a little incline like a ski slope. That's a that's a nasty start. You can imagine. 800 meters, it takes around eight to seven, eight to nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's pretty, it's pretty steep. I did it. I did a run with Phil Haskett, the, uh, yeah. prepared to do in programming. And he, we're going to do it together. And uh, he like took off. I was like, you just wait, buddy. And it takes <laughs> 300 meters. He was like, okay, let's start walking. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It was fun. And now you mentioned Phil. Phil is doing all the programming for the the events, or tell me a little yeah. bit more about the programming. Yeah, the programming. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of programming. I do a lot of programming myself, and I really really love it and enjoy it. But I don't really have time to do it. So Phil doing the ninety five percent of the programming, 
uh, together with me and uh, the rest of the team doing uh, some sponsors. Alaiko is one of our big sponsors and they have something to say and they we work together with them a lot to uh, include their equipment in a good way and a right way and the way they want to have it. And at the same time, following uh, Phil's vision of programming and my vision of event. So it's a collaboration between many moving parts. So, yeah. Awesome. The uniqueness of your event here, you guys have kind of two sections there. If you can see it before, uh, sorry, if you can see it behind Roger here. Um, this weekend, you guys have your Norwegian throwdown event. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about the event this weekend specifically and how you're going to utilize your, your floor setup here for, for some of the events. Well, for this, for this event, uh, we are actually doing, we have three, three, uh, three arenas. We are having this one back here with the big rig and both sides. And we're having 10 teams moving at the same time. But we're also having an event on the roof uh, where we don't have uh, the rig. Where we're going to use the, the worm and uh, a nasty worm and burpees workout. So we're going to run afterwards in here and doing the toaster bar here. And then we have the mountain, as, uh, of course. And uh, we're going to have a run this time as well. But this time it's going to be included with some swims and uh, swimming also. <laughs> so we have uh, on the top of the mountain, we have when, it's a, when we don't have so much snow, we have these snow cannons. And they take water from these big ponds, like 100 meters wide and uh, long and wide. So you're going to swim over. So, and uh, that is the arena for this time. Uh, so it's going to be really cool. So you're going to have them run up a mountain, mm -hmm. swim across mm -hmm. this, what did you call it? Snow cannon? Yeah, the snow cannon pools, uh, okay. water pools. Yeah. And then do they have to run after? Or is that it? It's just run, swim. Run, swim, and some more run. Yeah. Okay. And, and this time, they're not only going to run up the mountain, they're going to run down the mountain. Okay. We have a surprise for them. It's called the Super G. When you do the slalom, Super G, yep. it's going to be a run-up, and they're going to feel the burn of running down. It's going to be, yeah, that has never been done before, so it's going to be really tough. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever seen a, a hill run like that combined with a swim before. No. Not to uh, mention. It's going to be... Uh, I've, I've do, I do all events, so uh, me and Astrid is going to do the run tomorrow, so... And uh, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Okay. I'm old. I'm 41. So yeah. Okay. Okay. You don't look 41. You're looking. You're looking young. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So you uh, you mentioned to me earlier that you have a seminar going on before the event. So leading up to the event, you have a three day seminar. Yeah. Exactly. So tell me a little bit about the seminar and what you guys are are working with your team to do there. Yeah. For the team is like we work many months planning and preparing for all events, all our CrossFit event. And together with the sponsors and the partners and the Leica equipment partner, uh, we build up a big arena for two days. And I like, it's, it's like almost annoying of, it's only two days, but we spend so much time of preparing and planning and building and fixing and tricksing. So what we came up with, we, we talked with uh, the people in Norway and uh, we did a questionnaire and, uh, and asked if they want to come up on the mountain before the competition and doing a workshop Norwegian, uh, 
Olympic lifting and gymnastic and even a, a CrossFit workshop where we talk about how to plan and doing metcons. Not only like how to do actually vods, how to think about how to plan the vods and, and preparing in, in front of a competition, like uh, a competition prep. So at this time, uh, we just launched this. It's a super new thing. And uh, we were happy if there will be five persons that want to come up in the middle of the week. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we had uh, Matilde Garnes. Uh, it's a really, really good Norwegian athlete. I've been all over the world and all over the place and podiums all over the place. Actually, she won with the team on the sanctionals with uh, team, uh, the pro, the, uh, the, yeah, some of the teams, the, the program. Yeah, I think there was the program. Okay. Uh, so uh, she's going to be the coach. And uh, we had 20, 22 people coming up and having a workshop for three days on the competition floor. So it's going to be their training area for three days. And, uh, and that's really good for the team for us to test everything and uh, have it used more than two days. So, and for the sponsors as well to be visual and be used more than two days. So it's going to be really fun to work and uh, make that bigger. So that's what, that's something we're going to do in front of all competitions and after our, all competitions, have workshops and uh, in, invite people up on the mountain uh, and different places where we have competitions. That's awesome. Yeah, things are really cool. You guys have such a unique setup there that it, you know, that I, I see that being a draw in itself. Just come up to the mountain, spend a day, uh, three days at a ski resort. Let's mm. do some CrossFit. Yeah. And the good thing here is so much you can do in, in not only CrossFit. If you come up here, you always have someone in the family with you. You have an amazing environment outside. You can do kayaking, you can do river rafting, you can do hiking, biking, uh, walking, fishing, everything is like two or three minutes from outside here. And on the winter events, we have, you can do skiing, cross-country skiing, uh, dog sledding, uh, driving on the car with a car on the ice. It's just two kilometers over here where the hotel is managing a ice car driving course uh, with Teslas. And uh, so it's a really amazing place to be and the most amazing place is that people really want to travel yeah. this is three hours outside oslo okay so it's not like five minutes outside the big city when you yeah. come from outside norway you have to go by plane to gardamu and then you have to drive or take a bus for three and a half hours but we on the sanctional event we had 31 different countries at the resort we had people from africa mexico all over the place so People it's are just willing to travel. Amazing and impressive how much people are uh, willing to travel and willing to uh, do for competing. Uh, that's why I, I put a lot of effort of making a really warm and good place. When they come here, they feel like we spend some money, but not only doing CrossFit, but we get an experience from Norway. I want to like promote Norway. So, yeah. Right on. That's a big responsibility as an event organizer to make the buck worth. They pay a lot of money to travel here, so really need to make them happy and uh, worth the money. So, yeah. I think that's a unique thing, making sure that your athletes and your, your spectators get the Norwegian experience while you're there. I think that that's a, that's a really big thing that I, 
I don't know how many other competitions take that into consideration. No, I think many competitions getting so big and they're only thinking about how to manage the athletes, how to manage more athletes. And it gets so close inside the competition floor. And like, I think I, I, I feel a big responsibility for the people traveling here. If they are partners, staff, athletes, spectators, I think I think the same amount of time on all of those four parts, and that's the four parts we work equally of getting an experience to. I think it's super important to think like that, then because then everybody will be happy and they will travel more and doing doing this more, and uh, and plus getting their wife and the kids on board. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it more easy to travel if they are on board. My wife is here for two weeks and she loves it. She's like uh, my kid. He's nine months and they are super happy. And, they, and that's because we have more to do and just CrossFit. Yeah, they get to now. Are they working or not? Obviously, not your your kid. But is your wife working on your team or is she just enjoying? She's, it? Uh, she is one of the team and uh, she has uh, she's managing the our shop and our merchandise shop and she's uh, managing me make sure that i eat <laughs> and uh yeah she's a really important part of the whole team absolutely it's a family and my father is here he's actually sitting over there and helping out this uh, weekend and uh, that is a really big part of the piece for me as well and uh to have my family on board and helping out and fixing and tricksing yeah Right on. You got the whole family there. That's perfect. Yeah. Now, I just saw on your hat, it says CrossFit. Now, you guys are one of the licensed CrossFit events, correct? Yeah, actually. Yeah, it's true. So tell me a little bit about that experience and working with CrossFit directly. Like, how did you become a CrossFit licensed event? Um, I know that some of the regulations and, and things around using the name CrossFit have changed over the years. Yeah. The being a licensed event is almost like being an affiliate, and uh, and with that, uh, as an event organizer, for me is super. For me, it's really I love to have. I can do cross. I can do a functional fitness events any day in the week, uh, and but the thing is, being a licensed event, you have so much knowledge on a one call away. So anything, any any hesitations or anything I want to ask or I, I'm thinking about uh, how to do this, how to do this transition, how to do that workout. Well, how about that safety? How about this format? How about uh, this event? Is this something you could do? Can you have river rafting in a CrossFit event? Can you have uh, canoeing? Can you have uh, this new movement as a licensed event? You can always call HQ, and who knows CrossFit better than the HQ? They have done CrossFit Games since what 2012, uh, and so that is the biggest, the most, the worth of that buck that it costs to be a licensed event. That you have the big brother, you can call and get help, and uh, and we are doing CrossFit. There is a lot of new, different kind of names of uh, do people doing. They're almost the same, but we are doing CrossFit, and I'm really proud 
to be a part of that CrossFit uh, community and uh, and uh, to be able to continue. We need to follow the rules and follow the trademark and follow the principle of CrossFit because that's what we do and that's what people love. And uh, because of CrossFit, I'm where I am, both physical and mentally and work. So uh, I'm really happy with being a licensed event. And it was a little bit easier for me. I was a sanctionals event, and sanctionals event is is another another thing. And uh, we actually got the sanction status because of our uniqueness of an event. Yeah, uh, they they actually called us and asked us if we want to be a part of the sanctional tour uh, because if they want to have something different on the tour, something with more more color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, after a long discussion with HQ and we're finding a way of doing it, uh, we actually we said yes. And uh, together we developed the event that we had in February last year. And, and we want to continue working with CrossFit and together with CrossFit. Uh, so we, we went licensed on all our events. We have uh, in the schedule right now, we have four events. I can only talk about three. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah! It's something, something really big coming to Norway. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a it's a good thing for us. As, same as an affiliate, you can use HQ. They have a lot of knowledge to help and to guide and to make your affiliate the best. And the same for making me as of the best cross crossfit competition. Uh, I can use them as a as a big brother and a help. So, yeah. Awesome. Now you mm. said, okay, we have, we can talk about three of them. So tell me, yeah. okay, so we got this one this weekend mm. and then what's the next one? The next then one's we a big one. European, European, uh, CrossFit masters championship. So that is a fittest in, fittest in, fittest in Europe by masters. We have here on the resort in February and the weekend, uh, after, we're going to have a team of three same-sex event. As, okay. Uh, so it's going to be a team event, uh, same-sex and uh, RX minimum. <laughs> so okay. it's going to be a high-skilled CrossFit competition. So, yeah. So uh, that's going to be a back-to-back weekend. So we're going to have something that we call the 12 days of CrossFit. Okay. We're going to turn a return. Once more, we're going to do the resort as a CrossFit Resort, and we're going to have 12 days of CrossFit together with our partners, our sponsors. We're going to have seminars, uh, lifting seminars. We're going to have uh, food, uh, training, supplements. We're going to have uh, training camps, workshops, different kinds of uh, happenings all those 12 days. So it's going to be uh, really, really fun and cool. Uh, we are still start- we are starting to build that together with our partners right now. That's awesome. The uh, European Masters Championship, Mm. was that your idea or how did that come up that that you guys were going to host this big Uh, continental event? uh, We were talking about, I'm I'm a master master athlete, so I'm always protecting the masters. And I was talking really, really early around the sanctionals time. And I want to do something extra for the extra for the masters. And I want to have a ticket to the games uh, as a sanctional. Uh, the same we should send we should be able to send one directly to games 
And uh, that's where we all started with uh, me and uh, Justin Berg uh, talking about that. And then now when the change came and uh, there was a opportunity of doing something unique for the Masters, I get I got the chance of doing the European Masters Championship uh, because I think the Master is really really important athlete community, and they always gets on the side arena. It's always here's the main arena, but the Masters you do it over there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think they really deserve their own competition and uh, where they are in the focus, in the main focus, and uh, nobody else. So, so uh, together with CrossFit, we found uh, out that we want to do this event and uh, we got it licensed and uh, we got it uh, uh, acknowledged from CrossFit. So it's going to be really cool. And uh, awesome. we had an online qualifier in one and a half months. So, yeah. Perfect. Is is it going to be the same age great groups as the CrossFit Games, or are you guys going to have different age categories? All the way, all the way up to uh, fifty plus. Fifty plus. Okay. And then we're going to stop. We're going to because uh, we don't have. We want to have enough people in each all categories, and this year we will stop at fifty plus. And uh, some people out there, sorry guys. <laughs> they want to have them all, but if you look at the uh, Open in Europe, we don't have enough people in 55, 60, 65 to make more than two or three persons coming. So yeah. this time we're going to have four uh, age groups and uh, female and male, individual. So yeah. Awesome. The Masters were super impressive to watch this year at the CrossFit Games. I don't know if you had yeah. a chance to cut any of the masters coverage but can you imagine five years ago ten years ago you would tell me that the you know the individuals are doing bar muscle ups handstand walking you know 95 135 pound thrusters um and all those things and then you're like yeah okay that makes sense like the athletes should be able to do that you're like mm -hmm. oh no that's the 50 plus masters age categories yeah. that are doing that it it's blows me away it's insane to watch. I, I was thinking so many times when I watched the uh, the, the rope climbs event with uh, the masters. I was like, would I even, could I even be, will I end dead last on this uh, this heat with the 55 or the 50? They are like so impressive athletes. Yeah. So impressive. It's in amazing, amazing to watch. And it's a, it's a really motivation and inspiration for everybody to see Hey, you can go hard for a long time. Yeah, as long as you take care of your body and doing a, uh, your, your mobility, <laughs> you're full of I think the master's age category is is the biggest eye opener. Where we used to see athletes as being done their athletic careers in their, you know, mid to late thirties, mm. and then that's it. Where yeah. now it's like. Oh, we can we can keep going. We can keep pushing our our body's abilities and capabilities. But CrossFit is dangerous for many people. <laughs> but CrossFit is dangerous. Yeah, yeah, you get you, you get injured in CrossFit. You like you get rhabdo. Everybody gets rhabdo. <laughs> Everybody gets rhabdo in CrossFit. <laughs> I've never done. I've never got rhabdo. I've done it for five years. I'm pushing myself pretty hard. And who, when did you see a football player doing anything after forty? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So uh, I think uh, people need to uh, open their eyes and uh, and see that 
This is something for everybody. And if you go inside a, a CrossFit affiliate anywhere in the world, anywhere, you will see that 70% of all the athletes, all the people doing CrossFit are like 35 to 40, 45, 50 plus. Yep. That's the big community of CrossFit. And then we have all the young gangsters with no shirts on, uh, six packs everywhere. And uh, yeah. Yeah. But that's like the Instagram people, like 5% of all the community. Yeah. yeah. The heart so, of CrossFit is in the, I would say, 35 plus age range. Yeah. So, hmm. uh, so you see, it's, it's impressive to open the eyes on the people outside CrossFit and seeing who actually doing CrossFit, not only yeah. those marketing uh, people on the Instagram. But if you go inside an affiliate and you see who's actually doing it, it's mamas and it's grandmothers, it's uh, all over the place. Uh, and uh, really, really happy place for everyone. So, yeah. Right on. Now, you guys ran competitions throughout last year as well with during the middle of the pandemic, right? If I'm not mistaken, you guys ran competition in August of last year. Yeah. Actually, we did here, right there. Yep. Yeah. So we had uh, we had an event on hundred athletes, uh, team of two, but we had uh, some really really strict rules and uh, and this is was something we did together with CrossFit, together with a lot of uh, sanctioner directors and event event organizers around the world. Uh, we talked about how to do it safe. And together with uh, our uh, equipment supplier, Lyco, we were able to do an event super safe uh, where we have a structure that made nobody was sharing equipment. No way, not even a pull-up bar, not even a barbell, not even dumbbell, kettlebell, box, wall ball, nothing. Nothing was shared, not even in the warm-up area. They have designated warm-up space Line one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. This is your warm-up space line. They have the line in the warm-up back behind in the warm-up area. And after that, that you would go inside the arena line and where you have we will clean between every heat, between every athlete, every movement. We clean everything. And uh, so it's really cool to do an event that strict and with no, no, no one got uh, got the vid from our <laughs> event. We did yeah. a really tough test afterwards, and we have uh, emails and questionnaires to all the athletes and how they felt afterwards. And we had zero. We had one girl that got a cold, and we was like, "Will there be one case?" But no, she was nope. negative, so she was safe. So that's uh, that's why we are pre- really, really. Confident of being able to do an event now, where ninety-seven percent of all athletes have minimum one uh, one injection. So, and uh, everybody have test themselves before, and so yeah. Now, safe. The warm-up area thing is impressive to me. That there was ten lanes in the warm-up area. Typically, in the warm-up area, times, times two. Times two. So we had uh, the uh, there's. Step one warm up where we, we have a rowing machine and some uh, rubber bands just because we have three steps warm yeah. up one, uh, specific warm up, 
competition. So we had so when you're gonna when you're gonna do the competition, you had two heat times to do your warm up with equipment. Okay. And you can run and you can do mobility before, but then you have if, if the event was seven minutes, you have seven minutes in the first one, three minutes transition, seven minutes in the second one, three minutes uh, transition, then seven minutes doing the workout on the floor. So that was the, uh, and all those was like with lines. So you get your area on all steps. So, so those three minutes bef- between the staff was went inside, clean all the equipment, went outside next, next gang. So usually it's a free for all in the warm up area. It's yeah. just chaos back there most of the time. Yeah. And we're going to do the same for this one uh, because all athletes were so satisfied afterwards. They all all got their time with the barbell or the dumbbell or the box or the row wheel. So it's really, people really got a good experience with that kind of setup. And um, yeah. That's awesome. Now, because of the uniqueness of your, your environment, you mentioned, you know, there's a potential for kayaking, canoeing or cross country skiing. Have you ever, are those things, can I, can we ask that question? Are those things potential for the future? hundred percent. Everybody I've met me, they know I'm not that guy that will say no to a fun, cool, crazy event. If you can make it fair. Yeah. If, if you can make it uh, the same equipment for everyone, uh, because otherwise it's not fair. We have to we have to make it fair as fair as we can. We can't start talking about the background of uh, swimmers or kayaking or ski, cross country skiers. We will always have someone look at Tiete Klumi doing crushing everybody and uh, canoeing and everything. Even the guys, ninety nine nine point nine percent of all the guys were behind. Yeah, and uh, because she came, she comes from a background, but otherwise. Cross-country skiing, oh, absolutely. Kayaking, 100%. Uh, it's coming, and it's coming really, really soon. As fast as I can have a, a supplier of equipment of cross-country skiing, we will have it. And I got it approved from CrossFit. All right. Said, Hell yeah, we want That's it. That's awesome. But fairness, same equipment, and a possibility of testing it out on-site before. So Yeah. And uh, and announcing it pretty early so people have a chance of testing it. Yeah. So you say uh, that's the, that's the same thing. You have to think about all athletes and be prepared for everything. It's fun in some way, mm-hmm. but uh, there is something that sometimes you need to uh, tell, like strength and depth doing for it, the rowing, telling people before. Yeah. So some of them guys could go away and testing it and Google it and YouTube it and get a little Learn bit. A little bit. Absolutely. I feel like cross-country skiing as a sport would be a hard one just to to learn very quickly for a workout like that. Yeah, it depends but, uh, how you set it up. Uh, if you set it up pretty flat without any corners and uh, without many corners or sharp corners or downhill corners, I think uh, CrossFit athletes in a certain level could apply pretty fast of just cruising around. Yeah, and uh, as the same as uh, rowing or swimming, or uh, I, I was in Woodapalooza. I saw a guy like he could almost not swim, and what swim? Everybody should be able to swim. Uh, 
So I think uh, cross-country skiing, you can do it pretty fairly. Uh, and at the worst case, you can do a 50% uh, of points just for having it as a fun event, but not yeah. a ball breaker of the points. Uh, yeah. As strength in depth did. Uh, they had only had 50% of the score, uh, the, the points on that rowing event, okay. for example. That'd be a, I, I do like how, how they balance that out with that. Cause I don't know how many people have ever had an opportunity to sit in a legit rowboat or rowing. And on, yeah. And the good thing that with what they did, they had a, 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 a guy that stared them on the right path. And, uh, but the, but the sad thing is that you, can, you they only did one at a time. Uh, so you lose that competition momentum. Yeah. Uh, but that was the fairness and that was the safest way of doing it. So uh, I see it and, uh, I think it's, uh, it's cool for them for, the, for doing it and that level of athletes. Yeah. Yeah. Now going to your, so what, that's the second one. And then what's the third event? You said your teams are three. Yeah, it's a, it's a team of three. The original uh, Woodapalooza set up for the teams. Same sex, three guys, three girls, crushing it out. And we'd, we're going to try to really pump this event up as high as we can. And we're going to try to put in our, uh, as much money as we can in the prize pool. Uh, and uh, really, but this is only a two-days event. So we don't want to destroy them. Uh, because the open is coming in February and uh, everything, so uh, but we want to do a fun, cool uh, CrossFit event for Team of Three on the resort, and hopefully we can invite some really cool names. We already have some names that said they will come, uh, and it's really big and cool names. So it's going to be a fun event, and we're going to announce everything on uh, as soon as possible. Uh, Phil is coming to the mountain tomorrow and okay. then we're going to start finalizing that event at the same now, time we are doing this event <laughs> now we mentioned Phil but Phil is Phil Heskett correct? yeah yeah. So Phil Heskett former CrossFit Games athlete yeah. and he is the mind behind oh that name is slipping my mind right now what's the programming company prepared prepared program yeah right on now you mentioned prize money and trying to get as much prize money as possible for the athletes. Yeah. Do you find that to be a difficult task to get sponsors on board with some of these events, or how how have you guys managed getting sponsors on board and getting prize money together for these athletes? I think uh, the, the the sponsors that comes outside CrossFit, they are like don't really understand, don't really understand how many people actually follow us and uh, how many people we reach out to. And we are crunching down the numbers and we're showing the numbers and the numbers are really crazy. If you can see any other sports, how many from this athletes being here and competing and all the people around this uh, this area with the staff and the spectators and everything. And we are we're reaching out to a lot of people and uh, a lot of the brands, the non CrossFit brands, they don't really understand how much worth that is. You can just look at it. 75% uh, of all people doing CrossFit 
worldwide having a bachelor in some kind. So it's it's pretty good people. It's pretty smart and uh, way ahead people. So uh, so, but this what the fuck? Are you here? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I just disappeared from my screen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, let's see, I can find it yeah, so I can see it. Uh, there we go. Uh, uh, so, uh, but the CrossFit brands, we have really good connection with the CrossFit brands. Uh, we have uh, with uh, Wit, GoWood, Reebok, uh, Train Like Fight, uh, Eleiko, uh, Woodproof. We have a lot of brands we have a really good connection and relationship with. So, uh, those partners, those brands that understand what we can do and what, how many we reach out to and, and those brands that feel that they need to be close to the athletes, not only always the best ones, because the best ones are actually not the consumers. <laughs> the no. best one is the guys that want to have those stuff for free. <laughs> they, 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 they do deserve it and they do a lot of marketing and they help the brands of growing. Absolutely. But the guys that actually buying the stuff and that makes us uh, so we can get some salaries. They are the artists where we, what I have this weekend. That is like 95% of these athletes are the community, yeah. the normal athletes. And when you can show all year, every time that we have the community here, uh, the consumers in CrossFit, the spectators that it's the consumers, it's pretty easy uh, to explain. And they guys understand what how much work we do and they pay for it. And I'm really happy and proud and uh, that we have those partners as Noko, Bearbells, uh, Eleiko, and uh, Train Like Fight, Spanish brand, that really help us. Without those guys, we do never, never be able to do it. I will never be able to do this event without Eleiko, for example, because yeah. if I'm going to buy all this equipment and travel it, transport it up here, I will be broke before the event. <laughs> but it's impossible. So, yeah. Uh, uh, to do an event, I can do an event in Oslo in a CrossFit box, and it's like hundred athletes squeezed into a small box, and it's like, yeah, but it's just that. But to be able to do this, we have to have solid, good partners and sponsors with me, and I have those guys, and I love those guys to to the moon and back. So yeah, and they are friends now. Look at uh, Adam from. Uh, from uh, proof and uh, so it's really good cool people. Yeah, your uh, the Alico connection is always a. Uh, I'm jealous. I've gotten to use Alico barbells a handful of times, and they're just oh, they're the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Alico was curious for us for a long time, and after the sanctional, they said that they want to support whatever we do. And uh, they, those guys, we were in HQ a couple of months ago, me and Phil. And it's really, really amazing. It's impressive to see what, what those guys do. And you always heard about Alaiko is the best. They, it's like built in Sweden. It's uh, Swedish steel, if you know what I mean. I mean like, yeah. uh, but it actually is built in Sweden. Yeah. All barbells and dumbbells and some other products, all barbells in the world, are manufactured in Sweden in the factory by persons. I was in the factory and they like one person is taking more oil, fixing tricks in, I was feeling oh, good, perfect. Okay, next one. 
like all steps uh, yeah. and uh, and the HQ. Hey, everybody out there, if you are close Halmstad in Sweden, you should go to Eleiko. Take a workout. They invite anyone for coming and do a workout. I didn't know. Uh, there are two thousand five hundred me- square meters of uh, showroom with all the sexy barbers you can imagine. And a full-size CrossFit box with all the equipment you can be rowers, skiers, bikers, assault bikes, rig, anything you can imagine they have there. So you can, you should actually, really, you should go. Yeah, amazing. Mm. This year for your uh, competition right now, what are you guys bringing to the table that's that's different than you've done in the past? So I saw that you have the worm coming out. Mm. That's is that new to your event? No, you guys did the worm for the team competition in the past. We have the worm in the sanctionals, uh, but this time we have a new new version of the worm. It's uh, it's divided. It's it's one person worms where you can connect it up to to, to two persons, or three persons, or five persons, fifty persons, depends on the team setups. Uh, so it's a little bit different. There's it's really solid. Your piece is really solid. But the, the connection is pretty, really loose, so it's mm-hmm. like really uh, like a chain. Uh, yeah. So it's gonna be fun to see uh, these guys uh, y- using that equipment. Uh, and uh, otherwise, I love CrossFit, classic, standard, old school CrossFit uh, hero uh, open workouts. So it's gonna be a pretty uh, pure CrossFit competition, testing CrossFit. We will not uh, put in something really crazy or something really new. Uh, so we're going to do different kind of tests on pure CrossFit. And uh, so it's going to be fun and uh, to see them throw down here. Very good. And we're going to do an outside and inside event. So we're going to connect the outside and inside event at the same time. So it's going to be fun to see how that works. With the judges running after and following them in and doing a max rep toaster bar for three minutes inside. Yeah. You said starts on the roof and then they make their way down through the facility? Through the roof by by a rope. By a rope? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, just rappel it, down the building. It's seven meters, so no. Uh, no, it's going to be a run down the stairs and outside and inside, yeah. Through these two big doors here. That's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be really fun to see. Yeah. Awesome. And okay. the best then the best watches ever on the screen from uh, Woodproof. Yeah. I was waiting to segue into that. Yeah. Uh, We're gonna yeah. have our wadproof timers on the wall there being projected for each event. Yeah. yeah. It's that's really awesome. good for me. Actually, that's the best watch I ever used on events because it's so easy to program with uh, everything and people understand it. They recognize it and see it because we do all that. When we have the same event, uh, we all have the same transition time between three minutes, for example, seven minutes, three minutes, and it's 12 heats. So we put the rest time as the transition time. So all the staff, the athletes, the spectators, they know when the next heat starts. So people can watch, oh, it's uh, one minute and 46 seconds on the screens. Uh, so it's really, really easy to understand and see. And people know that woodproof uh, layout and the design. So people really feel comfortable with it. So we have used it for uh, two events now. And, and that's really cool. So uh, 
hopefully uh, the guys can do a uh, really event watch for, for the future. That is like pure, pure event. I'll pass the notes along. Yeah, do it, do it. And uh, yeah, and really good. Always supporting us. So I'm really happy with that. Awesome. I, I like that idea of having the, the transition times in that displayed for the audience even the audience yeah. knows what's going on and how long things are taking and yeah that's, and a, that's a great everyone. visual uh, gear crew managed uh, the gear the jet jets gear crew they know exactly how much time they have and they have to know if they have to step it up and uh, put on the pace and so it's super clear and uh, uh, transparent for everyone to see how much t- time we have and we always follow the follow the schedule so yeah that's the most important thing about a a competition like that is staying on time yeah and sometimes things happens but you should always try to be uh on time uh and yeah sometimes things happen but uh uh, as long as everybody is on time at the same time it should be good yeah awesome all right well on that note we're gonna wrap it up here Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. And good luck this weekend. Good luck with the Masters Comp. And then we're all looking forward to hearing about what that special fourth one is. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be, 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 stay tuned on the Instagram, on social media. It's going to be pop up something really cool really soon. And it's something really new for the whole world. Uh, the, the world I've never seen uh, across it something at, at this way. I can promise you. All right. Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, Roger. Thanks so much. Good luck. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Every training session introduces a series of questions. Am I happy with my performance? Where could I have gone faster? When will I be ready to go again? For Wadproof Pro athletes, also this question. What can I learn from that workout? With a Wadproof Pro subscription, you gain access to a complete training toolbox. From a full-featured exercise log, to side-by-side comparisons, to the ability to record your heart rate right alongside your rounds and reps. You have at your fingertips everything you need to learn, to make progress, and to go into tomorrow's training more prepared than today's. The best athletes are the best students, and with your Wadproof Pro subscription, you will have in your pocket the education you need to elevate your training, and uncover the many lessons that every single workout offers you. Subscribe today so you can get better tomorrow.